Brick House Runner, or How to Be Mighty Mighty and Let It All Hang Out, or not let it all hang out, actually. <laughs> B, 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 triple B. These do not stand for the Better Business Bureau. Nope. They stand for the crowning bees of motherhood, belly, bust, and buns. No matter what you look like pre-baby, you are given these as a badge of motherhood, lest the actual child is not a prominent enough reminder of the fact that you have given birth. I have yet to see a running magazine that addresses these in earnest. There seems to be just one typical runner's build that is showcased in pictures and assumed in most all editorial responses. Long, lean, and ponytailed. In fact, it surprises me that I have not seen an article on the perfect ponytail. I am neither long, my inseam is 24, nor lean, I measure 36 around my widest points. However, I do, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> however, I do run and feel an obligation to share information that won't be found in the annals of running advice. Let us first dispense with the belly. This is not really a functional issue. It's more of an aesthetic one. There are two ways to address it. One is to stop eating. This is ludicrous and near impossible as you start to add distance to your mileage. Because while running burns a boatload of calories, it also leaves you insanely hungry. And your body seems to defy you by hanging on to what it does have just in case you go on another insanely long run. So here's my advice for bellies. One word, lycra. Put it on, pull it in, and turn yourself into a spicy little lycra sausage. Lycra shorts also have the added benefit of not allowing your thighs to touch. This will feel confusing at first, but soon enough, much like Kim and Kanye, they will learn to be independent and they, that they don't always have to be rubbing on each other. Pick up any running magazine and you're sure to read over and over again about how running shoes are the most important piece of equipment you can own. Perhaps, but for the elite few who can't even see their feet, this is not the case. For these brick house runners, the single most important article of clothing is the running bra. This brings us to the second B, bust boobs or breasts. Any of these can be substituted. The key is to have a frank discussion about them and to understand what it means to be built and to be a runner. There's a classic running bra, or what I like to call the Fisher-Price bra. Remember when we were kids and the Fisher-Price people were made of wood and had no arms and the girls were triangular shaped and had hairdos but no necks and no arms? These women were shaped... Sorry. The women were shaped more like figure eights. Again, they had no arms. What they did have was a uniboob that went clear around their bodies. I still struggle to understand this, but I digress. The Fisher-Price bra is named so because it pulls everything to the center and turns it into a bizarre uniboob. If you have no silicone enhancers, it looks really awful, like you're in training for a mammogram. And if you're all natural, not only does it look awful, it simply doesn't work. 
Everything in the Fisher Price bra has give. It stretches every which direction. So if you're higher than a B cup and well past your perky days, you can certainly wear one, but within a few strides, the bra will move up and you'll slide right out the bottom like two fried eggs slithering off a greasy plate. It really isn't very pretty. Another drawback of the Fisher Price bra is that you're requiring your girls to be roommates in the equivalent of a studio apartment. This will not do. For years, they've had their own space to exist in. It's distracting and it gets really hot to have them in one small space, even if they are only there for the commute to the gym and the duration of a three-stride run. Believe me, there are nitwits out there at the ready to give you bad advice. Let me beat them to the punch. They'll tell you, wear two Fisher-Price bras. That's really bad advice. Seriously, if it didn't work once, why would it ever work twice? So what do you want? What you want are non-adjustable straps separated and with a back closure. That's it, plain and simple. Now let me tell you why. I've seen women in races that wore the wrong bra adjustable straps, and their shoulders were bleeding because for the duration of the race, there's been just enough give so that the, with each stride, the strap moves across their shoulder. Nice? Got the visual? I can feel I have your full attention. Our goal is to secure your valuables, to batten them down so there's no movement, so that you no longer think about them. You can only be mighty, mighty if you don't let it all hang out. So go to the store, try a few on, run in place in the dressing room. You'll feel like an ass, but later we'll be eternally thankful on your long runs that you did this. Now for the final B, bum, booty, or backside. The issues I will address here are not brick house specific, but it would seem that lithe runners are also somewhat obtuse. They can go on and on about how they relieve themselves in the woods, but anything else, and they're overtly modest, overly modest, which can lead to confusion. So let me spell this out for you bluntly. When you run, you will perspire. You can wear wicking clothing, but you will still perspire. So imagine yourself as a bead of sweat. There you are, rolling down a lovely back, when you come upon the gluteus maximus mountain range. Are you going to climb those mountains holding the promise of rolling down the other side? No, no you're not. Because nature, unlike runners, will always choose the path of least resistance. Only a runner would look at a hill and choose to run up it because it holds the promise of a downhill at some point. But this, in this example, you're not a runner, remember? You're a bead of sweat. So this sweat bead will, much like your body has, follow the laws of gravity. It won't run over your bum, it will run into and down your bum, right between the mountains, so to speak. As it moves, if you're wearing the magical wicking clothing, it will become more salt and less water. It will continue to do so to the point that your crack will be caked in salt. I know it's a bad visual, but bear with me. Now as you run, one salty cheek will rub up against the other salty cheek, and the effect will be much like what might happen if one day you reach for a sheet of sandpaper instead of toilet paper. 
Ouch. Well, not ouch. More like ouch to the power of 13 or 26.2 or whatever distance you're tackling. So what you need to do is think about places that rub. Another example of a place like this might be inside your arm. As it rubs your armpit or rubs against your torso as you pump your arms while running. Think about those places, and if it rubs, then you need to lube them up with something that is water repellent and cuts down on friction. So you might try Body Glide or Vaseline, or if you don't smell, mind smelling like a codfish, Desitin. Body Glide is fabulous and fun to use. It even has an SPF factor, which amuses me because if my glide-laden areas ever see the sun, burning will be the least of my problems. <laughs> Glide looks like a deodorant stick, and you can find it in running stores. Vaseline looks like Vaseline, and you can buy it anywhere. They also hand it out at water stops and long races, so don't mistake it for food and do not eat it. Another thing you can do with Glide is run it horizontally across your torso so that the bottom of your bra doesn't irritate your skin on long runs. If you choose to do this, be sure to buy more than one stick and label them very clearly. You want to keep one for horizontals and then one more for verticals. Do not mix them up. That's it. That's the wisdom of the brick house runner. The only division of runners who has repeatedly stood up to the big bad wolf. And although they have yet to make it on the cover of runner's world, they've been featured in countless non-running magazines. So no more excuses, suit up, and have fun on your next run.